Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Marketplace Home Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Welcome everyone to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. I'm Anthony Bermudez, your host, and I'm with no other than Derek Carlson. Hey, feels good to be back, Anthony. Feels good to be back. Once again, we're back at it, ready to go. And one of the things that I've been privy to see with you is just the amount of people you've touched during your real estate career, being able to mentor a lot of people, including myself. And I guess the question that I want to answer or want to discuss rather, it's about the top 10 habits. Yep. Uh, of, of the top producers, you know, through all this time, you've been, I mean, gosh, we have how many agents do we currently have on, on like around 600 plus, yeah, right? We're, we're approaching 600 agents at the company right now. And that's just over the last uh, four years, a little bit over four wow. years. And, uh, you know, I've been very fortunate over the last couple of years to either mentor or train uh, over thousands of agents. I think it's yeah. the last count. It was like five, 6,000 agents. I mean, I go throughout the state of Florida Jeez. Uh, doing all these uh, training workshops and so forth. And I've got to tell you that I've seen um, not only in the agents that I've talked to, the agents at, at MVP Realty, but also uh, through watching and, and learning from some of the top agents in yeah. our marketplace, uh, the agents that sell 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 homes a year, uh, I see patterns. And let's face it, success leaves clues, right? And I've, I've uh, come up with the help of one of our, our, our top agents at MVP Realty, Mindy Sylvester. She's been the number one agent uh, for, for, for many years at the company. Um, I've come up with a, what I call the top 10 habits of a top producer. And what I'd like to do is go over those and yeah. share those with you. Wow, that's a very interesting thing that you've been able to put that together because, uh, like you said, it's probably a con. Now, these are people that you see these habits, and they're from different walks of life, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's just one of these things that's not – you see these people, there's differences in, in their approach, obviously, but yep. their habits as far as how they approach real estate and success. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, and again, this has nothing to do with where you are uh, – geographically in this country i mean the habits of a top producer in san diego is the same habits of a top producer in florida right right so at the end of the day when i see that these clues that are left i mean don't get me wrong everybody there's there's a hundred plus different ways to make money in real estate we go over that on a weekend and week out um, basis um, but I really think it's important to try to go through these top 10 habits yeah. that I've discovered uh, with the help of, obviously, Mindy Sylvester um, and that I've shared with our agents in the past. But I really think it's critical in this podcast to be able to put that mindset out there of what it takes to be a top producer in our real estate industry. Yeah, this is uh, this this has all the makings for a book. <laughs> to be honest with you, I mean, it's like I'm so intrigued to hear what you have to all say right, about right. this. So you're ready to rock. Yeah, and roll? All please. Right. All right. Number one. You got to know who you are. You have to know who you are. You got to know what you're good at. But more importantly, you have to know what you're bad at. Okay. You remember that guy from Saturday Night Live uh, that used to look himself in the mirror? And uh, it's uh, Al Franken used to. Yep. Uh, okay. And he used to uh, <laughs> something smiley or whatever his name was. And he used to look at uh, the mirror and say, I'm good enough. Yeah. I'm talented enough. I'm, and damn it, people like me. All right. <laughs> You got to know who you are. I think what happens in our industry is that everybody gets caught up in trying to portray who they're not. And I'll give you an example. 
I have some agents at the company that hate calling expired listings. They hate doing it. But those agents thrive when they get into, let's say, going after Google AdWords or Facebook ads. When, when an email comes into their inbox, man, they're on it. But they hate calling expired listings. Now, I'm not going to tell you not to call expired listings, but let's face it. Don't try to kid yourself. If you hate doing it, you're yeah. not good at it. You've got two choices. You can either try to overcome that challenge of hating it and not being good at calling expired listings by by learning the scripts and getting involved with coaches like Tom Ferry and Mike Ferry and Craig Proctor and, and, and all the coaches out there. Or you can say, you know what? That's something I don't want to deal with. I'm never going to do it. Be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that you can do is not be honest with yourself. Try it. And every day that you dabble in it because you're not going at it because you truly deep down, you don't want to do it is another day that you're not dominating uh, going after the things that you do like, which would be like, say, as an example, Google AdWords, um, Facebook ads and so forth. So you got to realize who you are and who you are not and try to build your business plan um, around your strengths. Right. And I think that it's critical. I see too many agents trying to pretend and become something of who they are not. They're going against their core values. They're going against their their uh, experience. And then they wonder why they have a high failure rate in our industry. Focus on your strengths. If you're somebody that's a people person that um, loves talking to people. okay, but you hate do an online lead generation, which is everything that you and I have talked about for the last several weeks. Damn it, don't do online lead generation. Go out and buy leads. I talk, I, we talk about that all the time. Yeah. Join a team. Let them provide the leads for you. Because here's what's going to happen. You, either you're in or you're out. And your understanding of who you are has a huge influence on whether you're going to be successful in this industry or not. Because here's the deal. For every time you say, well, I'm not, I'm never going to do this lead generation technology. Okay, great. Well, you just eliminated doing it on your own as a choice. That means you're going to need to buy leads. Yeah. Because do, not doing either or is going to find yourself out of business. Right. Okay. So uh, first thing, know who you are, know what you're good at, and know what you're bad at. Number two. Understand that your number one objective in the real estate industry is to find buyers and sellers. You know, uh, in Florida, agents have to go through school for 63 hours of real estate school before they can get their license. 63 hours. In that 63 hours, they spend 62 hours approximately going over how to cross the T's and dot the I's of all the statutes and uh, the sales contracts and things like that. How to stay out of trouble. But here's the problem. 80% of small businesses are out of business within five years. Okay? Do you think it's because they have too much business? No, they're out of business because they have no business. But we're in an industry from the, from the initial schooling to a lot of the continuing ed and then to most real estate brokers Everybody's focused on the contracts, on the statutes, but very few discussions are being had about lead generation and marketing. Right. And if you have no buyers and if you have no sellers, it's the fastest 
way to find yourself out of this industry. I know that your license says that you're a real estate agent, okay? But at the end of the day, there's another hat that you must be willing to wear. And again, it's a marketing expert. You need to become a marketing expert, a lead generation expert. And if you're, again, if you're unwilling to do it, which goes to step number one, if you're unwilling to know that you are somebody that's not going to generate leads, you need to figure out a different path. And that different path would be join a team. We get some of the best teams in the entire state of Florida at MVP Realty. Or buy leads from Zillow, Commissions Inc., Boomtown, Real Geeks, whatever. But at the end of the day, if you come into this industry not having a game plan of how you're going to generate business, you're going to find yourself out of business. Period. Yeah. I have yet to find a realtor go out of business because they've had too much business. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It just seems that they're just not equipping you in the real estate school to get ready for, for generating business leads or, or all these things that you're mentioning right yeah. now. That's not the angle that you get when you go to real estate school. And, no, and, that, I, and that's probably the difficulty with agents. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong. I put a huge amount of time. Our brokerage firm puts a huge amount of times in making sure that agents are in compliance 100%, right? I, I always talk about having higher standards, right? I always talk about, we always tell them, listen, even the newer agents, send us practice contracts. Um, let's make sure that you know what you're doing, that you can fill out these contracts, and that you know the ramifications of filling out a contract wrong, right? But at the end of the day, and I, and, and again, there's it's super important to be able to stay in compliance and so forth. But if you have no business, how are you going to write a contract in the first place? Mm -hmm. How are you going to get yourself in trouble if you don't have a buyer or a seller? So I really believe that our industry, in some cases, puts the cart before the horse, right? Absolutely. And again, they have to go in tandem. One is as important as the other. And to be a business owner, and that's what you are, is a business owner, when you decide to become a realtor, you're a business owner, you've got to figure out how to get business, how to get buyers, and how to get sellers. No, absolutely. And I think that's the, I'll go back to how it is and how you're taught all before the moment you hang your license at brokers. And they, they, you just don't know how to generate. I remember that just going back, working with you. And that was, uh, you mentored me. And, and looking back, you were the one that taught me all of those things because the office was not teaching me that. Yeah. They were not teaching me how to generate leads and how to aggressively seek buyers and sellers. It's yeah. something that you don't learn from the get-go at all. Absolutely, absolutely. Which leads me to step number three or, or habit number three. Create systems. You've got to create systems. And um, let me ask you this. Who has the best burgers? <laughs> not, not McDonald's, but uh, <laughs> let's go with uh, Five Guys. All right. I would agree with you. Five Guys has the best burgers. <laughs> but according to the sign that says billions and billions served <laughs> on the Big M, okay, um, you've got to realize that sometimes in business, it's not who has the best, it's who has the best systems. Think about that for a minute. Who has the best systems. Now, let me give you an example. You, and, and, I'll, and I'll stay with this with McDonald's. How is it that a kid, a teenager in, in Southwest Florida can make the same hamburger at McDonald's than a teenager in Pakistan right. or Canada or China McDonald's, right? It's the same. Why? McDonald's has created, and in, in I believe in, my, in our lifetime, 
the greatest system in the history of product or the history of business where you can have the same steps in the United States and somebody in another country can follow those steps to create the same product. See, what McDonald's figured out is that if you have an amazing system, you can fill that system with mediocre employees or employees with very little experience and still have tremendous results. Now, on the flip side of that, okay, you could have the best employee, the employee with the most experience, but if you put that person in a bad system, they're going to fail. Right. And you see that in, in basketball, you see that in sports as well, where you have talent right. that's sitting out there, but if you get them into the wrong system, they'll fail. If you get them into the right system, they'll succeed. Look at Tom Brady. Look at Tom, guys like Tom yeah. Brady. Okay, now don't get me wrong, very skilled. But I also believe that he lucked out by getting into a system with a coach, a general manager that focused on his attributes and he worked it. He worked the system. And you see this all the time, like I said, in sports. But I think the most glaring one that you see it in is when you look at a company like McDonald's. Right. And, and here's the thing. Now, how does it relate to real estate? I say this all the time, and I've said it in the past. Um, 80% of your day needs to be on income-producing activities. And as a realtor, there's only three th- income-producing activities. You have a buyer in your car. You're on a listing appointment. Or you're trying to generate leads. That's it. So let me ask you this. How is it then, if those are the three income producing activities that you see agents, that some of them are selling an abundance of homes and they're as cool as a cucumber. They don't work weekends. They stop working at 5 p.m. to spend time with their family. Oh, and by the way, they sell 52 homes a year. But then you see another agent that you walk by them, they're spending the same amount of time, but they, during that same period, sold four houses, they're all stressed out, they're working until midnight every night, and when you walk by them and you say, how's it going? They look like they're going to have a heart attack right there and then. The difference between the two is Realtor A, the one that sold 52 homes, has systems in place strategically every morning that person wakes up and says from eight to 11, I'm going to do lead generation from 11 to one. I'm going to do lead follow-up. And then in the afternoon from one to five, I'm going to go on my appointments where realtor B, the one that's stressed out has no systems in place. They wake up every morning and lets the day come to them. The first thing they do is they check their email to see who they need to respond to. And then they become somebody that reacts to everything for the rest of the day. And then at the end of the day, they look back. Was it really productive? Was it really productive? Because let's face it. Sometimes I see agents. I'm like, you know what? I look at them and, you know, they're working 12 hours a day. Yeah. But they have very little to show for it because it's where they're spending their 12 hours. They have no systems. They don't have CRM systems. Okay. Now, what is a CRM system? I'll give you this one little example of what systems should be, should be used. It's a customer relationship manager. See, a lot of agents think that they can get by with writing their lead follow-up or their leads on little post-it notes. 
But the challenge with that is it might work for 10 leads, maybe 25 leads a month. But let's face it, that those leads that you get are not going to buy right away. It might take three months for those leads to buy. Right. So what happens is, is during your incubation period, it's not just 25 leads you have to manage on post-it notes. It might be 75 to 100. What are you going to have a whole wall of post-it notes? Yeah. On a top producer's mindset, they know how to manage those leads. They have a customer relationship manager that reminds them when to follow up with certain people. It reminds them, oh, today is you know July 5th, 2018. Today I have to follow up with these four people because my system told me to do this. So that's the CRM. Now, another thing, I mentioned it earlier, lead generation. You got to make sure that you're lead generating from at least two hours a day, at least Monday through Friday. I would encourage do more three hours a day, right? right? Because what you do today doesn't affect you tomorrow. What you do today doesn't fill your pipeline, which is going to affect your bank account 90 days from now. So agents think they're being cute by, oh, I'm not going to lead generate today. I'm not going to do it for two days, three days. And then they wonder why 90 days from now they don't have any closings in the pipeline. Nothing in escrow. So getting back to it, systems. Now, there's a great book out there that I would highly suggest all small business owners to purchase. It's a quick read. It's called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It's called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It. It talks mm. about systems. I w- if I was a realtor today, I would have a system in everything I do. If I had a listing, I would put the buyer's agent in my system so I can manage a high volume of sales. I'll give you an example. I would attach one little system that I would do for every listing I had. I would attach the disclosures and everything about that property, including instructions on how to submit the listing to me as the listing agent as a PDF right on that MLS listing as an attachment. And then in the confidential remarks, I would basically say, don't even offer me a listing contract until you read my instructions first. Now, is that a jerk? Some agents have been accused of, oh, they're tough to deal with. No. Let's face it. You might be dealing with only four or five transactions a year, and that's your choice. But the listing agent, the reason why they're doing 100 transactions a year is because they have systems. And it's a lot easy for you to follow their systems than it is for them to follow 100 different ways to get those offers into their sellers. Right. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Okay. And I think I wanted to add to that, and in my opinion, when it comes to creating a system, obviously there's other people out there that already have current systems in place that are successful. Yeah. So maybe following some notes from that, but the biggest one that I'm noticing is you have to trust the system. You have to. You have to. You have to be patient. And I think what happens is, is think about this. I want you to think about this for a second. I just said in this podcast, and I said it in, in, in previous podcasts, you should spend two to three hours a day lead generation. Here's the, the challenge. If you don't have, if you're not disciplined, okay? Because let's face it, motivation wears off, okay? <laughs> Discipline doesn't. And if you can go more into the world of being disciplined where every day you're going to do something, every single day, okay, knowing that you can trust that process and that the results will be there, you're going to make as much money as you want in this industry. So I, as I was about to say is, imagine this. 
Monday morning comes, I'm going to lead generate for three hours. Then I'm going to shut the computer down or stop doing what I'm doing for three hours. Did I see any immediate results? No. Of course not. Then Tuesday comes. I do the same exact day, thing. Three hours of Google AdWords, Facebook ads, Craigslist, YouTube videos, all the things we talk about. Do I see immediate results? No. What's going to motivate me to do it again on Wednesday? You have to trust the you system. You have to trust us, and you got to be disciplined. That's part of your system. You got to know that all these small two to three hour things that you do on a daily basis yeah. are going to get you closer to the goal, which is a lead either calling you, texting you, or coming into your email inbox. And again, what happens by Wednesday or Thursday? Most agents give up. And then they run to the next shiny object, oh, yeah. or they get into bad habits. And, and again, I'm going to use this last analogy. And you see this every year when people have New Year's resolutions, right? January 1st, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. They go to the gym and they have a killer workout. They're like, I'm going to lose 30 pounds and I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. And they go to the gym for three hours, sweat pouring down their face. And then they walk into the car in the parking lot after leaving LA Fitness or whatever gym they go to. And they say, well, I'm glad that that's done for the rest of the year. What happened to the other 364 days? Are you going to get the 30-pound weight loss after working out one time? No. You have to trust that process. You have to know that if I go tomorrow and the next day and I create all these good habits, whether it be eating habits, drinking more water, um, whatever it is, you might not lose that 30 pounds. You will not lose that 30 pounds in the first week. But you know what? Maybe after three, four months, you'll start seeing results. And those results... Those commission checks will then get you excited to continue that process. Trust the process. Yeah, that's one of those deals that you see it over and over again, right? I mean, I sure. And one of that's one of the habits of 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 a top producer for you. So please continue on. All right. So habit number four. Habit number four. Do something every day that scares you. Every single day. Do something every single day that scares you. Now, here's why that's critical, Anthony, is um, a lot of agents come into our industry with an employee mentality. A lot of agents come in our industry not understanding that if you don't open your mouth as a salesperson, oh, the, the nasty word is, yes, you're a salesperson. If you're in real estate, you are a salesperson. But do you know how many realtors are afraid to talk to people? So what I found remarkable is I recently went to a Tony Robbins event over in Fort Lauderdale. And one of the things that Tony does, which I love because it's universal in, in breaking bad habits, but it's also universal if you're going to be a salesperson. Every, let's say, 15 minutes, Tony Robbins will tell everybody, okay, get up out of your chair. Give me five hugs. I want five hunks, hugs. Go find five strangers and hug them. And we all do it. It's Tony Robbins. He motivated me to do it, I guess. But when you sit back and realize why he does that, why do you think Tony Robbins has you, as a business owner in his audience, hug five strangers? Getting out of your comfort zone. Exactly. Because if you can hug a stranger, you can talk to a stranger. If you can hug a stranger... You can talk to that person about what you can do to help them 
And in real estate, it's either buy a home or sell a home. I think it's brilliant. I may actually start doing that in the training classes that I host in the future where I tell everybody, hey, I want you to talk to the person to the left of you and to the right of you. Why? Again, a lot of realtors came into our industry not having any business skill set. They, they have an employee mentality. And now as a business owner, if you do not speak, you will go out of business. So I'm not going to tell you to go hugging everybody, go outside of Publix hugging everybody, right, as they walk in. But I will tell you, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. So what could you do as a realtor to really get out of your comfort zone? You're driving down the street today. You see a for sale by owner sign. Stop the car, get out of it right now, and go knock on the door and try to get that business. Somebody's going to get it. In fact, 89, 85 to 89% of all FISBOs eventually end up in the hands of a realtor anyways. Why not you? Yeah. Why not you? Here's another one. Call expired listings. Some agents are like, no, I can't do that. The person might say mean things to me. Well, you know what? Let's get to the point. You suck. I hate you. I don't want to talk to you. All realtors should die. Period. What's the worst thing that an owner of a property could actually say to you? But guess what? Every time you're afraid to pick up that phone, you're taking money from your family and you're giving it to another realtor. That is an expired listing. They're trying to sell their home. But you're afraid? Right? What? What? I'm gonna, I promise you. No matter what comes out of that owner's mouth, no matter how hateful they are, nothing bad can happen to you. Politely hang up the phone and call the next expired listing. So again, do something every single day that's going to scare you. Last example, is there somebody that you know that you can call, that you should be calling, that could change your business? A CEO of a company. Uh, a manager at Mercedes-Benz, that if you picked up the phone right now and you know that this person could connect you to a wealth of potential buyers and sellers, but you won't do it. I am giving you permission to succeed in life. Pick up the phone. Scare the hell out of yourself. Now, is it going to work out? Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. But every single day, what I found that top producers do is they do something to scare themselves, to push themselves to a limit. Because every time you push yourself to a limit, you always shock yourself that you know that you, you didn't think that you can go this far, but you did. Yeah. And that's the power of it. Well, yeah, that's the fear of rejection, isn't it? That people have when it comes to expanding outside their comfort zone. And unfortunately, that's one of the things that you have to do to be successful as a top producer. Who hates clowns? <laughs> <laughs> Go hug a clown, okay? Because here's the deal. If your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Your dreams need to scare you, right? And I'm going to tell you right now, everybody that's listening to this, there is nothing different in your DNA than what was in the DNA of a top producer, somebody that's now selling 100 homes a year. You're the same. The only difference is they got out of their shell. They did stuff that scared them. And they figured it out. You will too. You will too. But here's the deal. If you think, oh, I can only sell four homes a year, guess what? You're only going to sell four homes a year. Make a promise to yourself right now to always go bigger. And again, I'll say it again. If your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Right. I mean, it's just mentality of shoot for the stars, you fall on the moon. And 
we got to remember we're in the land of uh, of dreams. So we have to always pursue the opportunities and not be afraid of rejection. I mean, I'm really absolutely. big on that. That's just not in real estate and succeeding in, in, in this realm, but just in life in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Number five, the, the, the fifth habit of a top producer, and, and this goes for all business owners. Okay. Anybody that's been successful. And I've met a lot of successful, uh, people in my, in my life, uh, whether it be professional athletes that I've worked with and talked to, whether it be CEOs of companies that were sold for over $200 million, there is a common thread, okay? And it's very simple. It's very straightforward. You've got to work hard. You've got to, and I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to put it right to you. You've got to work your ass off. Nobody is going to give it for you. Nobody's going to give it to you. Don't wish for it, work for it, okay? This, and it, I hate this part of our industry where everybody's trying to go from point A to point C with skipping point B without putting the work in. They all want the success, but they want to work 20 hours a week. They all want to make 100 grand, but they're taking every weekend off, right? And my, mm-hmm. my, my guy, Gary Vanderchuk, I got to give him up. Gary told me, well, uh, told us, Anybody that's on in, in uh, Vanner Nation told us a story one time, and I love it. He met a guy, and this guy's like, Gary, I just don't have enough time. I don't have enough hours in the day. And this guy, Gary, he fought, this guy followed Gary, and Gary didn't respond to the guy, but he screenshot the tweet where the guy was complaining how he didn't have enough hours in the day. So Gary said he just sits back, and he waits, and he waits. And he waits until that same guy starts posting about how he can't wait or he just finished binge watching, right? Breaking bad. And then he strikes, Gary (laughs) strikes and says, listen here, you mother effer. You told me six months ago you didn't have time, but you're sitting there binge watching seven seasons of Breaking Bad? Are you kidding me right now? Because that is not going to get that person the results. And he calls them out. He calls them out. Right, And here's what I always want to tell you. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. Okay, Everything you do is your choice. Right, And I'm going to tell you right now, where you are today is based on the choices that you have made up to this point in your life. All of it. You got to own all of it. And when you own all of it and you start looking at your day, you'll start realizing, wait a minute, maybe I didn't work as hard as I thought. Right. Maybe I didn't put in the time that I should be, right? And at the end of the day, nobody's going to do it for you. You need to work your ass off, period. It's the common theme of everybody. Every millionaire, every every billionaire, you know, I'm not talking about the trust fund kids. I'm talking about self-made. They work their ass off. And you know what's the, the hard part about this? Is that in society now, especially with social media, usually, usually, we only see the end result. You know what I like doing, Anthony? I like going back to YouTube and typing in, give me Tony Robbins' first video ever. And there he is. Right. In 1981, in a church with 40 people. And then I go to Gary Vanichuk. show me Gary's first video on YouTube ever. And there he is, stumbling on his words. A totally different man today than he was 13, 14 years right, ago. Right. So don't get caught up with seeing the end result of somebody that has success. Trust me when I say this, they all work their ass off. There's nobody that's going to do it for you. 
you got to do it for yourself. Save yourself. No, I agree. And I think it, it, this coincides with that that pointer right there as well, is having that passion and obsession for what you do. And I think all of us know anybody that's successful in what they do. There's a level of passion and obsession in what, they, you know, what, what they've accomplished and what, where they're currently at, like just like yourself. Just doing what you're doing currently, it, it took a level of passion, obsession, and working your ass off to get to where you're at. Absolutely. And that's a common formula for anybody yep. Yep. in any and, industry. And I, and I got to tell you right now, too, is when, when you get into that obsession, you have another gear in you that you don't even know exists until you need it right. to exist. Okay? <laughs> and, and I'm going to tell you right now, put that on full throttle. Push, have that obsession push you to limits that you never thought. And I'm telling you, yeah, do you, yes, you can go two days without sleep. You can. Yes. If your why is big enough and your obsession to be successful is big enough, you can literally go two days without sleep, even though society says you shouldn't and cannot. Period. Yes, you can build a company of nearly 600 agents in four years with less than $1,000. And no investors and doing it by just outworking everybody else in the industry, right? You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Let's go on to number six, Anthony. Yeah, let's go ahead. All right. Number six habit of a top producer. Be excellent. As Bill and Ted said it best, be excellent. Okay? And what I find is that I, I if this and Mindy actually shared this. If you want to make more money, you've got to offer more value. You have to be excellent. In Southwest Florida, as an example, there's over 15,000 realtors that buyers and sellers can choose whenever they want to buy or sell a property. At the end of the day, what makes you special? You all have the same real estate license. And what I found is that the agent that puts pride in being excellent, excellent in customer service, excellent at lead follow-up, excellent in systems, excellent in communicating with their clients, excellent in all aspects, just trying to be the best, okay? Now, there's a lot of agents out there that don't do that. They, they, they take the path of least resistance. They take shortcuts. And those are usually the ones that, you know what, you might get away with it for a little bit, but eventually... You'll get enough lawsuits thrown at you. You'll get enough uh, uh, deals that fall out of the pipeline. And when I say be excellent, you know what? The, one of the things I tell every MVP agent is if you do not know how to fill out the sales contract, you're not the best agent for your client. Pass it on to a winner and step aside. Yeah. I have no problem telling any of my agents that. You know why? The sales contract's what, 10 pages? You're telling me you're not going to take the time to learn 10 pages, 11 pages, get out of the industry. Get out of the industry because you're not being excellent, mm -hmm. right? And the other thing too, being excellent is also about having a positive mindset. You know what I love is, is whether they're the worst team in the NFL or, uh, or the worst team in fantasy football or the best is every Sunday, Every Sunday, you look at the sidelines right before they, the fans are cheering, right before the 1 o'clock kickoff, right? They got ACDC playing in the background. And you look at the 1-16 the, the team, right? Cleveland Browns, let's say. And those guys, after practicing all week, are hyped up. 
right? Smacking each other in the helmets. Right. They didn't come out. Doesn't matter their record. They're hyping themselves up like it's game day. I'm telling you right now, all of you, part of being excellent, you need to treat every single day, every time you get up in the morning, every time you go on a listing appointment, every time you're about to meet a buyer, treat it like those NFL players, like it's game day. Pump yourself up. Before I used to go on a listing appointment, I used to play ACDC. I used to play Aerosmith, Sweet Emotion, or Metallica, right? To pump myself up to have that warrior mentality, that lion mentality like i'm gonna go in that house right now and give it everything i have and in our industry i don't see enough of that and i usually only see that this game day mentality this be excellent mentality with high standards i usually see it as a common thread in top producers wow that's very interesting that you don't have that type of excitement being exuded on a daily basis and if you're seeing that it's very evident uh, I guess I'm just wondering out loud as to why these things are not being embraced and making it part of their business plan, making it part of being successful. It's just very confusing to me. I got a simple answer for that. 63 hours ago for most agents, they were a school teacher, a police officer. Um, okay. They worked yep. in a, the bar industry or the yep. restaurant okay. industry, right? They worked as a, uh, they worked at Comcast, right? Tell me what in their past life led them up to being a business owner. So what happens is, is as they're learning the contracts, as they're learning lead generation, for the first time in their career, they also have to learn how to be a business owner. Yeah, okay. And that's a, a, yep. a, a and some of them have that. That I would say that that's the it factor, where some agents get it right away, and they're like, listen, if I don't wake up at six seven in the morning, nobody's gonna wake me up anymore. Like remember. You know, if you had a regular job, right? You, they told you to be there at nine o'clock. Right. You, you got to punch out at five, right. right? So your goal was just to be there at nine o'clock. When you own your own business, there's nobody coming knocking on your door. Yeah, right. All right. You own it got yourself. It. So that that's probably the biggest reason why I've seen that uh, being a challenge wow. for yeah. our industry. That All makes right, sense. number seven. I must admit that I am guilty of number seven, and then I figured it out. Say adios to your ego. Your ego is not your amigo. Ego in our real estate industry is frightening. And I got to tell you right now, the TV shows, the reality TV shows like Million Dollar Listing and so forth made it 10 times worse. Have you ever picked up these magazines, these real estate magazines at the local grocery store or Publix or whatnot and, and you open it up? And the picture of the realtor is bigger than anything they're trying to sell. Right, of course. Right? Ego. Ego marketing, I call it. Okay? Or have you ever heard a story where a rookie agent is talked down to by a veteran agent? Oh, yeah. Treating them like crap. Oh. (laughs) I mean, I think it happened to you. It's happened to me. Those days, yeah. Those were the days. Um, I've sold X amount of homes. or uh, This is one. Of course, yeah. Here's my favorite. I've been in the real estate industry for 20 years, and then I look at their stats, and I'm like, dude. You've been in the industry for 20 years, but I've got a rookie agent that sold more homes in the last three weeks than you did in the last 10 years. Please sit down and shut up. There is no room in our real estate industry for an ego. Your buyers don't care. Your sellers don't care. Your fellow realtors do not care. I don't care how many homes you have sold in your career. It means nothing to me. It means nothing to me. You know why? There's always somebody out there that sold more homes than you. 
Shame on you if you talk down to any realtor in our industry. Because you know what? You were a rookie one time long ago. Yeah. Did you forget that? Did you forget when you didn't know how to fill out a contract? And here's what I love. And you see it. Okay? You know, I've seen agents that have been broke. And they've dug themselves out of the grave of financial ruins to become something in this industry. And then they make money. And then they turn into assholes. Okay, it's like, did you forget you were broke just eight months ago? Just because you popped off and you had a quarter of a million dollar a year, now you're treating people like crap. Yeah, shame on you, shame on you. So I'm not going to say, you know, one of the things I I I don't like is be humble, whatever, whatever. Because there is a time and place for you to give yourself accolades. If you sell a property today or you close on a property today, go give yourself an add a boy or an add a girl and post it on all social media. Okay, but guess what? Tomorrow, forget about that transaction because if you don't do it again and you don't get another deal, that was your last transaction. So you have to always stay hungry, okay? And now I I told you uh, early on that I admit my ego was out of control in 2006, okay? I went from being broke in 2003 to hitting like, MVP status in my real estate career in 04, 05, and 06. You were diamond. I was, I was un, I sold, I went, I, I sold an abundance of homes after selling nothing. And next thing you know, in my driveway, Corvette, Cadillac Escalade, Jaguar, brand new house, right? Went out of control. Oh, by the way, remember those magazines that I said that the picture was bigger? Yeah, a bunch of them. Guess who, uh, guess who did that? That was me. <laughs> Guess who was spending two grand a month on one magazine to get a double page spread like it was the like it was the ESPN body issue, right? <laughs> and I yes, I was the most famous realtor in town for a moment, but guess who I was famous to? The other realtors. Right. It didn't equal more business. Okay? So I'm gonna say right now, say adios to your ego. Goodbye. You're gonna get a lot further in this industry by being humble. And I don't like that word humble, okay, because I think a lot of people throw that around. But just be a good person. Work hard every day. And remember, okay, that what you did yesterday means nothing. Let's face it. Every realtor, whether you had a great year in 2017 or a horrible year, all of us had to start all over on January 1st. Even the number one agent in your area had to start all over on January 1st. Clean slate. And if that number one agent got complacent, started walking around while saying, well, in 2017, I was the number one agent. Well, guess what, buddy? <laughs> Rookies are going right by you right now because yeah. you're focused on your stats and your past. Yeah. You're not focused on your future. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I was going to say you got to, I guess, uh, balance between ego and confidence, right? I mean, because you, you want to feel confident in what you, you do. You got to be confident. Okay, but you know, you can't, it can't go spill over into the ego. There's a big difference between confidence and ego. Okay, confidence is that you know that you can walk into any room and help whoever's in there if they're wanting to buy or sell a home. Okay, that's confidence. Confidence is not belittling another agent because you have a listing and you have 150 of them and you're talking down to the buyer agent that's calling, trying to schedule an appointment, making them feel like an idiot. Yeah. 
That's not confident. That's just being, like I said earlier, an asshole. They're condescending, okay? patronizing, condescending. absolutely, yeah. Okay? So. But I trust me when I say confidence. I'm going to say it right now. I and, and you have to have this confidence, okay? Whether you believe it or not, I doesn't matter. Your opinion of me means nothing. I'm the best broker in town, period. Right, right. And if you and you need to have the confidence of I'm the best realtor in town. That's not ego. And sometimes you have to work up to earn that title. But let's face it, our champ, Muhammad Ali, said it best, okay? He was running around saying I was the greatest before anybody else did. That's confidence. But you can do it in the right way and you can do it in the wrong way. Absolutely. So let's move on. Number eight. Focus. The habit of a top agent in our industry, top producer, you have to have focus. Laser, vision, focus. Here's why. You are going to be throwing curveballs. Deals that you worked very hard on are going to fall apart the day of closing. And you're not going to get paid. And you're going to want to go crawl into bed and hibernate and watch Netflix for about a week and a half. Focus. There's going to be days that you went out and had a little bit too good of a time on Super Bowl Sunday the night before. And Monday morning's going to come around. And you're not going to want to get up at 5, 6 o'clock like you normally do. Focus. Okay? Because this industry, if you allow it, can be challenging. Why? There's a lot of emotions involved. Some of these buyers that are buying the property, it's the biggest investment of their lives. It might be their first home. They're concerned. They're scared. They're anxious. And guess what? They just entered your world. Focus. Some of these sellers are going to pretend that they know more than you do, even though they don't have a real estate license. They're going to challenge you every day. What are you doing for marketing? No, we're going to list it at this price, not the price you told me. Focus. Okay? And here's the thing. Some of you have a, a tough home life right now, right? When you go home, you just got beat up on all, at every corner that you walked around during your day, you had a challenge. Deals fell apart, financing didn't get approved from your client, the home inspection failed, and then you go home and your significant other is miserable, grumpy, they deflate you even more, and you're supposed to, your kids came home with an F on a report card? Well, guess what? When you were an employee, you could probably fumble through the next day and still get a paycheck at the end of the week. But if you let the day-to-day grind and the challenges that come and get thrown at you in our industry, mm. and you don't wake up the next day because you're miserable, you're sad, you're depressed, and you lose that intensity, that focus, the only person you hurt is yourself. Because if you don't work, you don't get a paycheck, okay? So even if you have to fake it, you have to remain focused on your goals at all times. Right, and I think that that's also a, a big thing in life. I, I could speak for that personally in the sense of when you have a lot going on in life, right, when you have all these curveballs that are either business-related or personally related, you have to create the mindset of doing one thing at a time. And when, when you're focusing on business, that time that you allot for that business, for, for you creating these leads and for creating a path of success, you have to block everything out. Yeah. And, and that, that's what I've learned on myself personally that I have to, when there's other things going on, other chaos, you have to somehow try to tune it out for a certain amount of time. Absolutely. And then you'll handle it. Absolutely. I think that's what you're touching on with focus. Absolutely. you got to focus. And, and uh, what I found from the top producers is they have laser vision 
focus. They know their goals. They know the path through their goals. They have written down a business plan. And sometimes they have to adjust that business plan, but at least they have a plan. Focus, focus. Okay, number nine. We're almost there. Improve your skills daily. Okay? Improve your skills daily. No gimmicks, no games are going to get you the results that you want. You have to, the, the top producers in our industry, every single day, work on their skills. Remember Ray Allen? Yeah. Okay, Jesus Shuttlesworth, right, from uh, He Got Game? Ray Allen, possibly one of the best three-point shooters in the game. He, he has been doing it or has done it for, heck, a dozen years, whatever it was, right? I read something like he will not go home until he makes 500 three-pointers every day. He obviously, yesterday, he knew how to shoot three-pointers. He's one of the best of all time. Why do you think today he's going to shoot another 500? Rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. He knows that if he takes a day off or two days, not only does that create potentially a scenario where he ends up taking seven days off and then altogether is just right off creating a bad habit, but he knows that it's the repetition, practice, practice, practice every day. So when he's in the game, he's ready. What I tell all realtors out there is that you should be working on your skills every day. So for example, a lot of these coaches, Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, Craig Proctor, have these scripts. And these scripts, let's say a lot of them are towards going after expired listings or trying to get a listing, right? There's about a hundred different objections that a seller could potentially ask you on a listing appointment. So while you're waiting for your opportunity to go on a listing appointment, why wouldn't you sit there and practice and role play? Those hundred objections. It's almost like getting the answers to the test to the point where whatever that seller says, you're going to be prepared just like Ray Allen. You're going to know what to say and know what to do when you're in the game. So improve your skills every day. If you don't know how to write the contract, practice writing the contract. Have Michael Jordan sell Larry Bird a house, right? If you don't know how to enter a listing in the MLS, practice. If you don't know how to create a YouTube video, practice. All of this stuff yeah. can be deleted, but practice. Yeah. Right. And and what I, my concern is there's a there's a there's a, there's a uh, several agents out there, many agents out there, I should actually say, that sit around and they're just waiting, and they're like, well, I'm just waiting. Well, guess what? While you're waiting for business, work on your skills. Work on your skills. Practice is going to make you perfect when you have time to, 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 for game day to go Absolutely. on those appointments. I mean, we're always talking about sports and, and, and these uh, habits that we're talking about because there's such a lot of habits and a lot of things that transcend to business. And when you talk about improving your skills daily – I look at it as repetition, it breeds success, it breeds confidence. And that's something that a lot of athletes do. It's an obsession with them to have that practice time, to do these things and the golf swings. I mean, it just takes so much, like a golf swing to change it, it takes your, I want to say around 10,000 swings, something along. So if you want to just change something in your swing, and also what the great ones do, and anybody involved in business, successful, they just have these skills that they're working on every day. Yeah, it's amazing. And again, uh, you know, it's 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 critical for the industry. Um, you've got to practice. You have to. 
and and nobody's gonna, here's the challenge with practice you're doing it alone most of the time right and 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 again um sometimes and i hate to say this some of our top agents they have that success and those are usually the first group of agents that stop going to my training classes and then the industry changes and they had two years of success and what worked for them for two years got them that success but then something happened right and, and it no longer works and then they're scrambling but what if they would have been going to those training classes to learn different skills yeah maybe facebook ads or google adwords or youtube videos they wouldn't have missed a beat right so it's a critical. I, I, even the top agents got to continue to work on their skill sets. All right. Number 10. Number 10. Improve your communication. Improve your compu- communication to your clients and to the other realtors that you're working with on the transaction. If you can improve your communication, your value for your clients is going to go through the roof. And there's many different things. And, and, and you've heard nightmare stories before where a uh, agent gets a listing, puts it in the MLS, and then the seller says, I haven't heard from my agent in six months. Right, yeah. That's disgusting. You're actually yeah. a horrible agent if you do that. In all due respect, get out of the industry. You need to communicate with your seller, okay? If that property needs a price adjustment, it's not up to the seller to make that decision. Pick up the phone and communicate with the seller. And here's the other thing about communication. Communicate the way that your consumer wants to be communicated to. If you're somebody that likes to text, but your seller doesn't know, like my dad doesn't know how a text works still, he might want you to call him, right? You need to communicate to the way that your client wants to communicate. Uh, so, so many of our clients here in Southwest Florida want you to pick up the phone once a week, twice a week, whatever it is, have the conversation with them and then match their expectations. Mm -hmm. When you're on that listing appointment, ask them, how would you like me to communicate my updates to you once a week, twice a week? Would you like me to text you, email you, or would you like me to call you for five minutes? Communicate over communicate. If you're representing a buyer, okay. Don't you think it would be a good idea before you show one property to actually maybe give them a blank sales contract and go over it with them? Yeah. And tell them, hey, listen, you're going to have a home inspection. These are your rights. This is a thing called polybutylene. This is a thing called radon. This is a thing called mold. This is the mortgage contingency. Here's an appraisal contingency. That 15 minutes that you spend on giving them that information up front, then when you're in the game, You can always go back to say, hey, remember when I told you this? And they're not going to be shocked, anxious, or concerned. Communicate. Communicate. Okay, last one. Bonus. We got a bonus round. Bonus round. Read to succeed. Read to succeed. I read a a, a, a post or a comment, something wacky, like 95% of all uh, high school graduates never read a book after high school. (laughs) okay but if you look at a common theme of some of the top business owners they read 20 books a year maybe even more okay it's critical i want you to think of the essence of a book written by let's say gary vanacek or tony robbins or michael gerber who i mentioned earlier think about that that person in some cases if it's a biography spent their entire life 
and condensed it into about 225 pages. And you can read all of their experiences in about 225 pages that might go back 20, 30, 40 years, okay? And you get all of that in one sitting, in one read. You get their expertise into your brain. Now, whether you agree with Grant Cardone or any of these other guys, right, is irrelevant, okay? But now your brain has the opportunity to filter it, say that person was successful trying these techniques, trying these ideas, Maybe I should try them. And now you're being educated at a very high level from a millionaire. And in some cases, a billionaire, right? The Art of the Deal by Donald Trump, right? Yeah. Um, books by, uh, you know, um, Keith Ferrazzi or The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer or, you know, um, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff by Richard Carlson. Great last name, Richard. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, that type of stuff. Read, read, read. And if you don't like to read, do what I do. Get the audio book. That way, when you're at the beach, you're at the gym, you got Gary Vanderchuk basically reading the book to you in your headset. Yeah, I think the whole aspect of reading now with technology, you're able to do that while you're driving and, and via the audio books. But I think that when you get into these books with self-help and all these things, it's just going to help you expand your mindset, right? And that's something that I think you're touching on here with this bonus aspect. But all of these items, when it comes to the top 10 habits of a top producer, I mean, not only do they uh, resonate with this industry that we're in as far as you generating leads and, and being a great sales producer but this is all in life as well absolutely absolutely crazy what what you do in life reflects in business and again and here's the deal anthony making a big life change is pretty scary right but you know what's even scarier regret regret yes and my goal is to help agents break through by teaching them some of the things that we've done in lead generation but here's the thing all the leads in the world mean nothing if you don't understand that you are a business owner, you have to conduct and handle your business accordingly. Right. So there's two sides of the coin, right? You've got the, the, the marketing side, you've got the compliance, you know, and the realtor side, but we also got to teach you a business owner. And that's why in one of the upcoming trainings that I do, I'm going to talk about creating a business plan, right? Right. A lot of agents out there haven't created the business plan. So we're going to talk about that in the future podcast. No, that's great. And I think uh, through all of this, we're going to wrap this up there, but overcoming fear and getting out of that comfort zone and all these things that you talk about, I think are great tools uh, to understand and to help you be a top producer. So I think this is it. We're going to wrap this up, Derek. And thanks again for your time. Awesome, buddy. But this is the Lead Generation Lab podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.